Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. It is day five in the city. Welcome to TC Live at the U.S. Open, presented as always by Evian. In the original Skyscraper National Park, some of the biggest champions in our sport continue to cast their shadow on the rest of the tennis world. So who will rise above the field as we begin the third round of the U.S. Open? A lot to get to over the next two hours on this first Friday in New York. And we start with the Williams sisters last night. The first time a first-round doubles match headlined the night session in Arthur Ashe Stadium. And likely the last time we will see Venus and Serena play doubles together. They lost to the Czech duo, but they got a standing ovation as the all-time sister act left the court. Beautiful thing to see Venus and Serena, the 14-time major doubles champs, back on court together. Two U.S. Open championships as well. And guess what? We still have Serena in singles tonight. Taking a look at our featured matches, the six-time U.S. Open champ once again headlines the night session. Plus, we got that huge All-American battle between Madison Keys and Coco Golf, with major champs Andy Murray and Daniil Medvedev also taking center court. Welcome on into our studios, TC Live, your two-hour pregame show, getting you ready for first ball every morning. Steve Weissman back alongside John Wertheim from 60 Minutes, Canadian superstar Jeannie Bouchard, and coaching legend Paul Anacone. For the third night in a row, we've got Serena Williams headlining the night session. It's all the talk. And, John, just how much is this benefiting the sport of tennis in general and making it beyond tennis? That's a great question. Four out of five nights, it's the Serena show, and some of this is quantifiable, right? We're getting these press releases about the secondary ticket market and TV ratings and attendance. I think the real question is how much is this going to turn into longtime tennis fans, new tennis players, if the USTA and the U.S. Open could somehow alchemize all these good vibes and all this attention into more tennis players, that would be a real win. Yeah, I think the biggest thing really is is – the ability to quantify the measurements that you talked about, John. And I think one of the things that really resonates is historically tennis has had an issue bringing non-tennis people into our tennis family. And I think that's one of the biggest kind of legendary, iconic things that both Serena and Venus have done. They've spread the word around the world outside of the tennis world. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see how many new people play and how many people get more involved in tennis. And, and Jeannie, you found out some great information being the superstar <laughs> journalist that you are. I'm a researcher. There now, you guys. go. Yes, I saw this stat on Twitter that said 30% of users who tweeted about Serena in August had not tweeted about tennis the entire year. Mm. So that just shows Ooh. that she's bringing in new people to the sport that are tuning in because of her you know, legendary career, obviously her last tournament. And I just see people, everyone tweeting about it. We had, you know, VP Harris tweeting about it. We have LeBron. We have everyone is talking about Serena right now. I think that's a really good point. You look at tennis sometimes when it transcends and it's a match went 70-68 or, you know, <laughs> it's players and vaccinations or it's some controversy. This is all good vibes and it's 
Tiger and it's LeBron James and it's the, the vice president and Oprah. And it's this absolute love fest. You, the USDA couldn't buy this kind of publicity. Mm. Let's hope that turns into more tennis players. ESPN is moving college football to ESPN2 <laughs> right. to yeah, put Serena on the main happen. channel. Yeah. That is all that you need to know right. about what this means monetarily. Of course, Venus and Serena in action playing doubles together at the U.S. Open for the first time since 2014. First time overall in four years, Jeannie, taking on that Czech duo of veteran Lucy Radetska and 17-year-old Linda Naskova. I love when Serena takes those huge swings at the net. She could easily finish off the point with a little volley, but she does like the swing volley, even though she's super <laughs> close. Um, I, I just love that about her. Yeah, everyone loves seeing these two play together. It's been a while. Um, this is my first time doing a doubles highlight, by the way, so bear, <laughs> please bear with me. Um, that just shows the power these two have that we are in our first Leading our show. show. We're talking about Venus and Serena doubles. I do feel a little vindicated because I lost in the second round of qualifying to Noskova, who's over there in the pink. Uh, she's a really great up-and-coming player and only 17 years old, by the way, which I believe is half the age, <laughs> right. more than half <laughs> yeah. the age of all, three, all the other players on the court. Um, I think everyone would have loved to see the Lone Sisters win, but they were happy to see them out there anyway. Yeah, absolutely. All these fans coming out, that embrace. They have been there for one another their entire lives. The Williams sisters walking off together, just an iconic duo. And, of course, Venus will be there for Serena tonight as she plays in the third round in singles. Look at what they have done. Sister, sister, 22 titles, 14 majors, three Olympic gold medals. The iconic duo, they have earned a combined $136,930,000 in prize money in their careers. I think all those stats are amazing. But to me, the three Olympic golds, how about that yep. over a 12-year span? Mm. To me, that is just tells you something about their longevity. They've been so great for so long and done so many things that have transcended the sport that it is tough to just measure. But when you look at the, the range of the amount of years and those results, tip of the cap is the least you can do. If we, if we need more angles to this story. Has there been a better doubles team over the last, say, <laughs> quarter century? Have they also got to number one in the rankings, those Olympic medals? 14, I mean, that's the, if, if they never played singles, if this were only a sister act, this would be the Bryans of the women's side. Yeah, they'd be in the Hall of Fame just right. with that. And yet they've won 30 major singles titles I together. Think, <laughs> I think they get into the Hall of Fame anyway. I'm going to go out on a limb here because that's in? what I do. I go way out on a limb. I yeah. think they'll get in the Hall of Fame anyway. First ballot? Yeah, could be. Okay. First piece of sarcasm I picked up on <laughs> the entire morning. Good morning. <laughs> uh, a lot to get to here on TC Live. Two hours for you leading up to first ball. Look who's there. Andy. 2012 U.S. Open singles champ. It looks like he, he needs some coffee. In the car. He takes his trash with him. Look yeah, he had a banana and some yogurt. <laughs> little breakfast meal on the hour-long ride. Does he look a little sleepy? He's got the slides on, just like Jeannie. You can't see them, but Jeannie's wearing slides as I'm well. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Still to come, our Evian Americans in action, pulling off some upsets. Plus, Prakash Worldwide features Serena's opponent tonight. Can't wait for that. Hall of Famer Tracy Austin joins to talk about her son, Brandon Holt's magical week. But first, from rising stars to the best in the world and all-time legends, we get you caught up on everything that went down yesterday. Jeannie, John, Paul, Steve back on TC Live presented by Evian. Reminder to download the U.S. Open app to follow your favorite players, track the latest scores, stats, match highlights, player news, and more. Available in the App Store and Google Play Store. 
Time now to get caught up on Thursday's action, and we start with one of four men who can get to number one in the world in New York. The 19-year-old Carlos Alcaraz would be the youngest in ATP history to do that, Genie, and he continued to play beyond his years against Federico Correa. He looks so confident and effortless in this match. We started off with some tricky shade, and uh, but he was just powered through. What I love about Alcaraz is how athletic he is. He, in that first point, we saw him run around a forehand. He was basically in the green of the court, on the other side of the court, to, to hit a huge forehand winner. So he's so fun to watch all over the court. Unbelievable. How tough is that shot? I don't think I could do that shot. Uh, Correa here trying to, you know, control the point with his forehand out of the middle of the court, but Alcaraz just taking away that tactic completely, backhand down the line. So fun to watch him play. Just amazing. 42 winners. He actually came to net 46 times, won 80% of those points. Gets a big hug. Tied for the tour lead with 46 wins this year. From Carlitos to Rafael Nadal. He can clinch the first spot in the year-end finals with a win over Fabio Fonini. It was a slow start for the 22-time major champ, Paul. Yeah, it sure was. And Rafa has uh, one of the best minds about letting things go. That's exactly what he did. We talk about narrow margins for playing uh, against great players. Look at all of the tape. I don't even know how he holds his racket. There's such narrow margins against Rafa. He got down a break twice in the second. Fonini's up 6-2-1-0, then 6-2-4-2. But what does Rafa do after that? Gets the crowd into it, brings the emotion up, gets a little bit more offensive, gets that second set, steals it, and the momentum started to go his way. Even on the defense, finding ways to stay in neutral and look at him on the run, a little high, deep lob. And what do we do here? Say hello to my little friend, huh? Just smacks it down the line. Rafa just continues to wield that racket like a magic wand. But on that point, wasn't such a magic wand. That is a huge ouch. Folks, do not do this at home. Usually with great racket control, look at the oh, bounce wow. right into the schnoz. That has got, oh, mm. I don't even want to see that again. Huh? No. I don't know. It was, they, it was bleeding. I don't think it was broken. Yeah, you can see it really rattled, Rafa. Look at the scoreline after that. I mean, once again, all that matters is the next point. Fonini played a great first set and a half. Rafa, too good. Bloodied, but not beaten. Tennis is a lot about moments, you know, and uh, uh, the most important thing in this game is when you are playing bad and or when the opponent is playing too good, uh, don't be too far on the score. I stayed there. I was positive. I didn't, well, even if the disaster was huge, I was not too frustrated, you know, just accepting the situation and stay humble enough that uh, don't consider myself that too good to not accept a lot of mistakes. Love that answer. Just a flesh wound. It was still bleeding there in the uh, post-match press conference. Taking a look at the draw. Nobody beats Richard Gasquet 18 times in a row, right? <laughs> Rafa, 17-0 head-to-head against the Frenchman. Their history dates back to when they were like 10 Junior. years old. They're born within a couple of weeks of each other. Yeah. Uh, Rafa's gotten the heat. Gasquet actually won that 10-year-old match. Right. That's a YouTube favorite. <laughs> That's the but, last uh, time he won. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, I don't think he's gotten the it. The only since. time. Thick, thick. It's actually an MMA fighter, UFC fighter, Rafael Natal. That's what. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's what Rafa looked like <laughs> with the skin tone band-aid. He'll be okay. 
Oh, have you ever hurt yourself like that on a tennis court? No, I've served into my shin before. Oh. I think everyone oh. has experienced that more as a, a younger player, as a kid. But I've never smacked myself in the face. That looked painful. He said he was dizzy. Um, he was bleeding through his Band-Aid for hours after. But he's so strong mentally, he didn't let it phase him at all. It's, it's amazing. Barely lost a point after that. That was wild, Paul. Yeah, no, I, I remember one-handed backhand that I had that wasn't very good. But going with the backhand with the butt cap into the right knee. That was a fun ah, one. That's I've done a, really a backhand into the knee before, yeah. too. <laughs> That's good. good I fun. hit myself in the lip once. It was literally two years ago. It was bad. Really? It was right before the French Open. You shouldn't have admitted yeah. that was yeah. two years ago. No, I mean, it's, you we know. We digress. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the professional up here, Jeannie. Uh, on the women's side, John, th this was your upset pick. Sloane Stevens and Iga Sviantek. What, what went wrong? Yeah, I think uh, Eagle Eye Jeannie Bouchard noticed Sloane Stevens had a bit of a hand injury. Maybe that had something to do with this. You see, this is that first match. You see the shadow, not a ton of rhythm. Um, I thought this would be at least close. It was not close. This was all Iga. A couple of breaks in, uh, in both sets. Um, not Sloane Stevens's. Best performance on this quarter. First time Iga had ever played on Arthur Ashe Stadium. And she's, you know, she's the number one seed. This is the Serena Show Tournament. She's just kind of gliding through. And uh, this could have been tricky. It was not tricky at all. This was comprehensive. And uh, number one seed rolls on. Third round for the third straight year. Then we've got American Danielle Collins backing up her win over Naomi Osaka. Jeannie raced out to an early lead in this one. Yes, Danielle has said that she is not concerned by her lack of match play recently. She pulled out of all the hardcore events before coming into this tournament. And seeing her play last night, I totally agree. She was so solid. She was plus 11, 28 winners to 17 unforced errors. In the second set, Buxa did make a push. She used a little more variety to throw Collins off. But overall, Collins is just a bigger hitter and is able to balance that with consistency. And it was just so hard for her opponent to even have a chance at anything. Danielle said defense. she's had some of her best results coming into tournaments actually without the warm-up event. So this could be another one of those. Gets Alize Cornet next. Rematch from the quarterfinals in Australia this year that the Danimal went on to win. She got to the finals there. Uh, Paul, it was a big doubles day. In addition to the Williams sisters, Coco Goff, Jesse Pagula played on the grandstand against Layla Fernandez and Daria Seville. Yeah, this was a battle and Goff and Pagula off to a good start here in the first set up at the net playing some terrific tennis. So much fun to watch Coco cruising the net and finding ways to finish points up there. Second set got tricky. Uh, Fernandez and Saville started playing some terrific tennis. Look at Coco, even with the great reflexes, can't get that. Split Sessa went off to the third. And for those eagle eye uh, uh, watchers out there that look for the highlights, we are not privy to everything that happens. We're at the mercy of some of the highlights that we get. We missed a very important moment here where there was a, a let called, not called, that was very controversial at the end. And what happened was... Uh, Coco and Jesse lost the match. Jesse lost her pool. Uh, Daria caused, uh, called a let, which a player is not allowed to do. I believe it was at 6 6. And then uh, there was a little bit of a controversy there. Controversy. controversy there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, big controversy. Could, sorry we couldn't get all that highlight for you, folks. We get that from the tournament itself, so we couldn't pick it out. But it was a great match and a tough loss. That was a great explanation, Paul. As far as I know. No video. Paul Anacone rules. Uh, Anjabar, she rules as well. The Minister of Happiness walking into Billie Jean King National we Park. We haven't talked about her very much, guys. Under the radar. Yeah. Taking on Shelby Rogers today. We'll talk about her. We'll also talk about Coco Golf. Big singles match against Madison Keys today. 
A lot to break down when TC Live comes back. Anacone Bouchard, Wertheim Weissman, back on TC Live at the U.S. Open, presented by Evian. Coverage of the U.S. Open begins every morning. It's our two-hour pregame show at 9 a.m. Eastern. ESPN carries the day session at noon, and they move the night session to the main channel, 7 Eastern, for Serena tonight. Three-time finalist Victoria Azarenka of Belarus playing Ukrainian Marta Kostyuk. John Kostyuk said she texted Vika on Wednesday to say she would not shake her hand after the match because of the war. We talked about this yesterday. Yeah, we, we said sort of jokingly we're here for the handshake, and uh, there, there wasn't a handshake. But there was a fairly one-sided tennis match. Vika, three-time finalist at this event, and after a rough go of it in Cincinnati, has really looked good in, uh, in the U.S. Open so far. Not a lot of trouble in terms of the tennis yesterday, but it was afterwards. This is match point, and here's Kostyuk as we watch this racket tap. We had a great match. Don't get me wrong. She's a great competitor. I respect her as an athlete, but that has nothing to do with her as a human being. So a lot of backstory here. Um, you see the non-handshake, and we probably haven't heard the last of this. Yeah, Azarenka, she said she's here to try and help. Uh, big foe, a little under the radar on the men's side. Only six American men remaining, Paul. And Francis Tiafo. how about another business-like performance against Jason Kubler? Yeah, and talk about a guy that likes the big show and the night matches at the U.S. Open. This man loves it. Good first set. Again, the second set. This was tight, though, Steve. There was not much between them. A couple of tie breaks. Uh, and 7-5 set in the middle, but Francis was solid, played a really buttoned-up match, just a couple little hiccups against a dangerous player. Kubler's got some talent, can create problems, but Francis has fun at night in New York. Another good W for him. Into the third round for the third straight year, 47 winners, 15 aces. He's got Diego Schwartzman next, mm. John. Uh, what do you think? Is, is this Francis's year to, to get to a quarterfinal, semifinal here? I think this is another one of these players who does not mind the Serena show during week one. Francis just taking care of business. He feeds off the crowd's energy. I think he's got a real chance against Diego Schwartzman. It hasn't been a great year for him, but he can be so good. I think once he gets going, this could be a really big tournament for him. All right, let's break down some matches coming up today. The big All-American battle. Madison Keys, Coco Goff. Jeannie, I I'm curious what it's like to play an up-and-coming younger star from your country. If I could explain it in one word, I would say weird. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can, when I, in my experience, when I've played Bianca or Layla, um, I've never played Layla, but actually I did an exhibition in Charleston. But it's a weird thought to think about them, like watching you when they were a kid. Mm. And you're kind of like, part of your inspiration or part of the reason you're here, not really, but like they kind of looked up to you and things like that. So it's kind of this odd feeling of a changing of the guard. Um, that being said, if Madison does feel pressure playing Goff, who is younger than her, I think it would affect her more than the average player because of her high-risk game. She doesn't have a game where she can get into a match and kind of rally her way into it. She's really more like hit or miss and so if she's feeling nerves and tension I feel like that could make her strokes go off a little bit so uh, if she's feeling that it could affect her. You know the racket comes out of your hand when you play Madison Keys. Coco one of the best defenders out there a great mover she absorbs pace well so for me can Madison's 
shot produ production and also shot selection hold up under pressure? Those are the two questions that we're going to see if going to be answered today. Right. And, you know, I, you know, Madison Keys is not a glutton for attention, but, but there is this little subtext of, wait a second, I was supposed to be the one on the cover of the New York Times magazine, and you're sort of the, the new thing. Are people writing me off? So, so there is some history here. You know, I mean, Madison, she's been to the final of this event. She's beaten Coco before. I think this is a really interesting, just X's and O's, I think this is a really interesting offense-defense tennis match. But there is this larger subtext, especially with, with Serena now sort of abdicating the throne. There, there is a lot below the surface here. All right. Another American in action today, Tommy Paul, taking on Casper Rude. And Tommy Paul in the majors, I mean, he's had his best year yet and doing even more so. Our New Balance major player resume, Paul. Back-to-back uh, -back five set wins for Tommy Paul here at the U.S. Open. 0-2 against the top ten. So looking for his first one. Tommy Paul will win this match if what, Paul? He wins the last point. Mm, yes, that he's is. Gotta find, uh, he's got to find ways to get obvious. to the net. He's got to find ways to get to the net. He's got to figure out how to rush Casper Rude. And I still can't believe you didn't use your Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Rudd. Yeah, Rudd. Was yeah, it was good. But he's got to find <laughs> ways. If he can get into the net and break the rhythm of Casper Rude and try to take some time away, he's got a very good chance. And I'm sure Brad Stein's uh, speaking those words of wisdom to him uh, now or very shortly. Neither player's been past the third round here. Who do you think needs this more, Jeannie? I think it would be great for Tommy because he's an American who also is probably flying under the radar a little bit with Serena. It's like Serena's actually doing a service to all her fellow Americans by <laughs> taking all of the attention, right. and then they can just quietly go about their business. Um, yeah, it would be time for him to have a great showing at the American Slam. I think Tommy Paul's maybe the maybe, uh, Jump ahead. This, this would be my upset pick. I think, <laughs> I, I think Tommy Paul's got a real... Chance here. These two have had some close matches previously. Casper Ruud has already been to the final of a major. That was a much different major on a different surface. The, the slow court maybe works to Ruud's benefit. I think Tommy Paul and his athleticism, I, I think he comes through today. Franco Herrero has Tommy in the best shape of his life. So I think two, two five-setters. TP is going to be ready right. to go. Uh, we've got the Minister of Happiness taking on Sunshine Shelby. So I guarantee there will be a hug at the end of this one. But who's going to be happier at the end, John? I think the minister. What, what did, uh, <laughs> she, did you see this? She ran into Seal and he said, oh, he said, I know you. You're the sneaky one. And Anstra Boer, <laughs> we're talking about Anstra Boer, of course. And uh, Ans loved hearing that. Sneaky is a compliment to her as well. It should be. I mean, Shelby Rogers beat the number one player in the world at the U.S. Open last year. That was Ash Barty. Shelby plays well at these big events. I think Anstra Board, though, is somewhat yet another added to the list of players benefiting from the, uh, the from the Serena shadow. Yeah, I think Shelby can power through Ons, but it depends if Ons will throw her off with her variety and her spin. Uh, Ons can probably get under her skin uh, with her style of play, and uh, it's just whether Shelby will be able to handle that, be patient enough to mm. wait for the right ball, have good shot selection, and then go for her big shots. Yeah, yeah, for me, it's just about the great skills of Jabur, right? How, how good is she going to be as her uh, typical self, which is a great rhythm breaker? You know, Shelby hits that ball so powerfully, she can take the racket out of your hand, too. So Shelby's got to get the first strike in, and she's got to make sure that Jabur isn't stationary. It's much more difficult to break rhythm when you're moving laterally or north-south. So for Shelby, first strike, and uh, you dictate play. Algebra 10 and 1 against Americans this year. John gave you a little upset prediction, but we we're actually flipping the script today. We're going positive. Yeah. Guaranteed winners, I not upsets. The pro guaranteed, the guaranteed winners winner. coming up later in the show. TC Live at the U.S. Open, presented by Avion. We'll be right back. 
Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Welcome back. USOpen.org is your online home for point-by-point live scoring, highlights, real-time stats, and draws. Visit the official tournament site at USOpen.org. Steve Weissman back with you. There are no events in China this fall, but Chinese players are making history in America. Yibing Wu is the first man to reach the third round at the U.S. Open, while four Chinese women are into round three at a major for the first time in the open era. A reminder, the Davis Cup finals are right here on Tennis Channel. Tune in as 16 nations, including Team USA, face off in the group stage over six days for a chance to advance in the competition. Live coverage begins Tuesday, September 13th. It is now time for our daily Bloomberg Business Report. Time now for a special update for Tennis Channel. Bank of America announced that over $9 billion was pulled out of global stock funds in the last week of August, citing EPFR Global Data. The bank strategist expects a new low in stocks, adding that he would start nibbling at the S&P 500 if it fell around 9% further. Meanwhile, Starbucks is preparing for a change in leadership as Howard Schultz readies to step down as interim CEO. Schultz has been involved with the coffee chain for over 40 years, and analysts believe that he will remain actively involved. The incoming CEO, meantime, will need to tackle a growing push to unionize and struggling sales in China. Athletic clothing maker Lululemon has raised its outlook for sales this year, as predicting revenue will double by 2026. The company is benefiting from resilient spending from high-income shoppers and is looking to grow by selling more goods to men and expanding its footprint overseas. From New York, Kriti Gupta, Bloomberg News. Lululemon perhaps also benefiting from Layla Fernandez rocking their gear. Still to come on the show, our friend and Hall of Famer Tracy Austin joins to talk about her son Brandon's big run at the U.S. Open. Plus, Evian Americans in action include a couple upsets. And Jeannie plays the match point predictor game. We're going to celebrate a big birthday for a five-time U.S. Open champ in our social segment. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to TC Live presented by Evian. The delectable day of doubles continued on Louis Armstrong last night. Aussie Open champs Nick Kyrgios and Tanasi Kokonakis taking on Hugo Gaston and Lorenzo Musetti Paul. It was pretty uh, untheatrical except a couple little highlight shots like that from uh, ballet dancing Nick Kyrgios uh, racket wielding and no dare I say body protecting Nick Kyrgios right there. But they did a nice job. Did. Uh, Cocos and Cock, uh, the special case. and Kakanakis. <laughs> how's that? Say that five times fast. <laughs> anyway, they went down early, six-four, but hung in there in the second set. Did a nice job coming back. Nick was really quiet. It was interesting to watch because he was so composed. You very rarely don't see him more emotional. And look at Tanasi trying to cover a lot of the net. Wasn't able to get it. Great athleticism from Curios there. Watch the slide right there. 
Still don't know how the ankle doesn't go over when they do that on the hard courts. Now he's getting the fans into it. 4-3 in the third set here. Tension starting to build. Another great reflex volley. This guy's hand skills are just amazing. Quick racket, the ability to create a lot of weapons. And right there, the big serve at 5-4 in the third. These guys hung in there, turned it around. And it was electric. It was definitely electric. It turned around after a quiet start for the two Aussies. And don't say that like I did. Kakanakis, Kokos, Kokos, Kakanakis. Kakanakis. Special, special case. case. Special Very case. K squared. Does the body good? K squared? That's yeah, you can go K squared. K squared. <laughs> I'm going K squared from now on so I don't get tongue tied. Uh, we Nick's got singles play? today. Yeah, I was going to say. JJ Wolf. What do we, uh, what do we uh, think about that? That's going to be fun. Day, day off, playing doubles, get some matches in. I think uh, I think this doubles, you know, we talk about this all the time, right? Is it a benefit to Coco and Jesse Bagula that are playing doubles? Is it a disguised blessing they're out? I think with Curious, this really focuses him and I mean keep, keep in mind he's been to the finals of the previous major and the previous hardcore major he won the doubles so um, we don't recognize this guy he's, he doesn't recognize himself right. he's so professional he said quote John every day I come in I watch what I eat I try and sleep every practice session I'm trying to have good intent I almost don't know who I am anymore right. who is this Nick here I think John's point about focus is misrepresented because I actually think what it does for Nick is it lets him have a good time I think he needs to have a good time. If he has a good time, and he thrives on team stuff, he loves right. Laver Cup, he loves Davis Cup, he likes the team stuff. So it lets him be on the tennis court and have a good time. And if he's having a good time and puts himself in a good frame of mind, I don't think you want to be on the other side of the net. So I, that's how I think it helps his singles. What do you I, think about this professional Nick Kyrgios? Yeah, well, it's great to see that he's matured um, I think he's maturing right now he said he was going to take Wolf seriously today um, you know that just shows where his focus is at but I do love seeing these singles players play doubles I think it helps their game and I think it's great for the fans as well like Coco mm -hmm. Jesse fans get to see their favorite players again even if they're out of singles or if they didn't make their singles match. It's like a day off, but they get to see them. And I appreciate when these singles players give their all in the doubles match. And we saw that there with Nick running down those balls. He wasn't trying to save energy for right. singles. Yeah. He was giving everything. And I think the fans appreciate that. Yeah, and, and maybe they don't have the money to spend on an Arthur Ashe ticket. Yeah, right. You get one in Louis Armstrong. You get one in Grandstand. Exactly. So everybody gets everybody to see wins. these stars. It's, yeah. it's really good stuff. All right, let's see what's trending on social media today. Petra Martic. Uh, she's got a third round Saturday match against Vika Azarenka. So no struggles on the court, but off the court, man, some travel issues. She's lost her bags twice in the last month. She got one of them back, but one bag is still missing. One she had to find herself at LaGuardia. Jeannie, what's, what's your worst travel story with luggage? Well, honestly, only losing your bag twice in the last couple months is, is, is positive. <laughs> really? Okay. Traveling these days has been so brutal. My number one piece of advice is air tag everything. Mm. So then at least you know the location of your bag because half the time airlines like can't even tell you that. Um, I've had some experiences where my bag was stuck at Newark overnight. They, they really tell you that it takes a long time to find the bag to get it to you because I read in the article she wanted to, to get her bags right away and they're like yeah you can stay overnight at the airport and get it at 8 tomorrow morning she's like no that's, <laughs> that's awesome she went by herself Dan Evans showed up in Washington five days without his rackets right you heard you heard these golfers this summer who had to pull out of professional events because their clubs didn't make it <laughs> um, so like clubs you you have to check those bags right. but rackets you don't rackets like you can overhead. take uh, right. right I'm Not guilty always. of checking mine too often uh. because I'm lazy and I don't feel like carrying it through the airport so right. I just check everything and I just pray to the travel gods uh, but I should reading this I should probably bring them on board that's right I, I would say never check a bag but 
tennis players. That can't happen. And we're traveling for two months. That's we a, well, that's, that's the other thing, so too. I, I've heard stories of like, yeah, yeah, we'll have it within seven to ten days. Like, you don't understand. I'm in seven Cincinnati now. <laughs> exactly. that's yeah. awesome. like, I've got a match. I'm going to be in a different continent now. by the, the time you find this bag. What about the ice cream that I packed in my <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what you have to do is be like Paul and then hitch a ride with Roger and Pete, and you just you, you get the PJ life, right? Fly on private jets. Not what you know. It's who you know. Exactly. <laughs> and there's, there's just no need be for you. You know exactly where the luggage is. Big birthday today. Happy 7-0 for Wait, Jimmy no Connors. There's a, there's a typo there. There's it no says yeah. 70 next to Jimmy Connors. That's wild. Five-time U.S. Open champ, former coach. Jimmy, I, I don't believe it. Yeah. Right. Back at the U.S. How was that? Open 2015. It was great. He's so uh, He gets so pumped up, and he obviously had amazing runs at the U.S. Open, so to work with him while I was there at that event uh, was special. And um, He was just great mentally, and he would give me some such great advice. He was like, win, lose, or draw. you got to go give your best effort, and it just helped me stay grounded. And, and I think one of the best uh, competitors that's ever played any sport. Here's uh, this match with Ken Rosewall, the old U.S. Open, on the grass. And Connors could play on everything. I believe won the U.S. Open on three different surfaces. <laughs> and, Look at that celebration. Uh, yeah, he, he's, uh, he's my hero growing up. He gave me my first tennis lesson at Wimbledon no in way. 1984. And he didn't even charge me for it. That's why on Center Court, 1984. It's like, oh, that's where he's going. You know, and he cleaned, cleaned my clock and was gracious. And I've always uh, looked up to his ability to fight for every point. Look, he a yeah. lot of emotion and, and ruffled feathers at times. But to me, he's in that same conversation with Rafa of all that matters is every single point. You give everything. And that's what he did. So happy birthday, Jimbo. Yep. You know another point in his favor? Brett Connors. So there guy. You go. Uh, that's right. Works with Some us at Tennis Channel. Some people remember napping in 1991. He now works with us at Tennis Channel. Prince of a guy and uh, how, how Jimmy Connors. He may be a polarizing figure, but you know what? He did great on the dad front. So put that on the win column. <laughs> Happy birthday to Jimmy. Connors. 109 titles. That that may that's not crazy. ever be broken that's either. Insane. Happy birthday, Jimmy. Right. And by the way, given Serena, it's given the like kind of Connors vibes from '91. Yeah, exactly. That, that run yeah, right. to the semifinals in the U.S. Open. Yeah. Speaking about legends, what's coming up next, dude? We're gonna talk Whoa, to that Hall of Famer. Is. We love Tracy Austin, giving kisses. Ugh. Former. And talk about her son and much more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to TC Live at the U.S. Open, presented by Evian. A huge lineup on Arthur Ashe today, starting with Andy Murray and Matteo Berrettini. Then it's Keys and Coco, the Serena Show at night, and defending champ Daniil Medvedev as well. Some big stars on Louis Armstrong, American Shelby Rogers, Tommy Paul, Ali Risk, and J.J. Wolf all in action. Plus, former champ Bianca Andreescu and Nick Kyrgios. Speaking of big stars, we are so happy to welcome in our friend, two-time U.S. Open champ, Tracy Austin, to the show. Good morning, Trace. Hi, guys. Uh, by Thank now, you everybody... Thank you. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, everybody probably knows now that you are the mother of, of Brandon Holt. It's been so cool to watch Brandon come through qualifying, take out Taylor Fritz, and make a nice run at the U.S. Open. What's it been like for you to be firsthand right there in the stands watching him? 
You know, Steve, it's absolutely been surreal because qualifying is so difficult, as you know, and all three qualifying wins that Brandon had went to three sets. So that was tight in itself. We were just celebrating each win there. And then the draw comes out and Taylor's going to play a qualifier and Brandon gets slotted against Taylor. They've known each other since they were nine and 10 years old. And for him to beat Taylor was out of this world. I think the familiarity of knowing Taylor for so long, practicing with Taylor at Carson, you know that, Paul, and just being good friends helped because it settled his nerves, even playing on grandstand, big stadium, first three out of five set match ever. Uh, and Brandon knew he had to go big or go home. So he just hit really big shots and played so well consistently throughout. It was, I was just very proud of the way that he handled the moments. Yeah, what, what a great stepping stone for Brandon and as a family for you guys. It must have been so much fun to go through all that stuff. One of the things I've got to ask you, Tracy, because you're uh, such a great star. Um, as a coach, I know it's really important to be able to detach from emotion to try to help. You have a wealth of information so how do you detach from emotion as a mom and still use that experience to help Brandon? Yeah, that's a fantastic question, Paul. I really have to try to find a balance because I'm really the one behind the scenes that helps him to find different coaches along the way and even do the analytics before each match, watching his opponents and have to be very careful and precise about how much inf information to dispense. So it's a, a few nuggets about strategy it's a few nuggets about handling the situation he doesn't want a lot and the main thing for me to be as a mom and people say you look so calm I think it's very important when he looks over at me that I look calm and that's what my mom used to do for me and that's really important even though inside things are moving my head feels like it's about to explode I feel like I'm about to have a stroke when we had those rain delays at match point are you kidding me <laughs> I was going crazy, but you have to look calm. And uh, it's it's been so wonderful also. Obviously, Scott's here, his dad, but Brandon and, and, and excuse me, Dylan and Sean wanted to fly in immediately as soon as he qualified. So it's been a week to remember for our family. Well, that's, that's so great. And I actually got to see the end of that qualifying match in the rain. That was crazy for him to get through in those tough situations, rain delay on match point. Um, but the composure that you had as a player resonates uh, with Brandon on the court. Think so clearly in big situations, calm and cool. That's one thing we're not seeing during the Open because of the Serena situation. Being a two-time champion with all of the chaos and all the electricity going on, what memories do you have and what's your experience that could kind of resonate as Serena goes on on this final farewell tour for us? You know, I can't give Serena any advice. I think she has just been so phenomenal, incredible champion, the greatest of all time. You think about and you reflect 25 years in our game. She comes out there with sparkles on her dress. The, the stadium is electric and she beats Contivate, you know, the second seed. She's able to elevate her game. She came back at Wimbledon, hasn't had many wins in the summer, but somehow she finds that will, finds that hunger. She's playing better. And I think that match sent a message because she's moving better. She's driving the ball with more consistency. The movement is, is really cru crucial. And of course, the serve is starting to find the lines in important moments. That's the key, is when she is, is down a break point, she's able to find a big serve. She takes a little extra time and summons that energy. It was fun to see Venus and Serena play last night, play together. 
uh, what a joy for fans to be able to enjoy this ride that they have been on. And I'm so happy that Serena announced that this is going to be her last tournament so that we could all enjoy it with her. Um, you know, we'll be sad to see her go. She's such a star. But uh, it's, it's incredibly electricity to be there in the stadium. So awesome. They actually showed Tracy when they won their first doubles title back in 99, interviewing the Williams sisters. That was really cool to see. Tracy Austin, also a movie star. You've got something coming out on Hallmark, Game, Set, Love. We are looking forward to watching that on the Hallmark channel. Tracy, everybody knows you're a Hall of Fame player. I always tell you this. You're an incredible mother as well. Raised three great boys. Congratulations on all the success you and Scott this week. And Brandon, of course. And uh, we will see you soon. I'm just Brandon Holt's mom. That's, that's all right. that's important. Thanks, guys. Tracy Austin. Always great to see you, Tracy. A reminder to stay connected to the U.S. Open on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Join the conversation with hashtag U.S. Open. We'll be back after this. John Paul, Jeannie, Steve, back on TC Live. Checking out player fitness and what's going on across the grounds. Of course, our Cadillac player arrivals, Emma Raducanu, coming back. Uh, she lost on Tuesday. What's she doing there? That's today's video? We're all surprised. We're not sure what she's doing. And she even has her rackets as well. Sometimes players huh. go back to get mm. therapy or do some stuff on site. But she looks like she's about to go practice. Interesting. Jensen Brooksby, big win over Borna Chorch in the second round. He could potentially make a run. To the, I feel like he could be the, the American man to go furthest in this event. And then, of course, it's Madison Keys. Big match today against Coco Golf. A rocket in the background. Got to get a shout-out to Rodney Marshall. Great, great physical trainer of Madison Keys. Welcome back into our studios. It is that segment. We've been talking about Serena. The entire tournament, the entire day, and we're going to talk about Serena even more. In fact, Pete Sampras, the normally reclusive Pete Sampras, the guy you coached uh, for many years, sent out a video honoring Serena Williams as we take a look at uh, what they were able to accomplish together in 2002. It was pretty cool to hear from Pete, Paul, uh, and, and all the respect he has for Serena. Yeah, it's it's an amazing, I guess, historical thought to think that it was 20 years ago oh. when Pete played his last match, and 20 years uh, at 20 years of age was the same time Serena uh, defeated Venus at the U.S. Open. So it, it, boy, time does fly. It is a cliche, and Pete doesn't often talk, but uh, had some nice things to say here. That was 20 years ago, and you say 20 years from now. This will mark Pete Sampras' last match, wins a major, doesn't play again, and 20 years from now, Serena Williams will still be playing at the U.S. Open. That's crazy. I just want her to follow in Pete's steps and, and win the Mike yeah. drop the mic, Mike right? That's Mike, the way Mike to go. Drop if there's one way to go, that's the way to do it. Yep. To do that today, she's got to beat Isla Tomjanovic. What, what challenges does Tomjanovic pose for Serena? Isla has a good power game, and she's been serving really well since she's been in this tournament. She has had 14 aces in her first two matches. I do think if she has one slight advantage, it might be that she's been able to watch Serena's first two rounds. So mm -hmm. she knows a little bit what to expect with the Serena show. From everything, from the, the walk-on video to the crowd, Contavit in her previous match said that the crowd affected her, and so maybe she can be a little more mentally prepared for that. 
Did you guys see this, that uh, Tamjanovic said she remembers Djokovic in that Wimbledon final against Roger, against Federer, and when they said, Roger, Roger, Novak heard, Novak, Novak, and she said she's going to take a page out of that book and try and challenge this and try to pretend they're cheering for her. But uh, yeah, you got to trick the mind. you got, you got to do something because 23,000 people who you know are rooting for your opponent has got to be uh, a little bit unnerving. On the other hand, you know, she, she's played a lot of tennis. She's, she's much more in rhythm than Serena. She's more than a decade younger. I mean, there are points in her favor, too. Yeah, she's got the experience. To me, this match is about 30% tennis and 70% emotional ability to manage the situation for both players. And, Jeannie, you and I talked about it the other day in the green room. I asked you who's going to be most well-prepared to manage the environment. That, that's what's right. going to happen when you play Serena the rest of this tournament, and it's going to be a tough task. But Isla's got the weaponry, talent-wise, to do with tennis stuff. And it remains to be seen. That's very hard to project, oh, I can handle this situation, until you get out there. And, and you don't know what's going to happen until you get out there. And this is such an atypical situation. You can't replicate it anywhere. So you're, you're saying you never played an opponent, either of you, where you walked out on the court and then they had a montage narrated by a celebrity <laughs> before your opponent walked no. out? That, did, that doesn't happen? I don't think that's happened at any tournament ever, so this is a first. Uh, obviously, we, we do special things for Serena, but um, yeah, it's all about how Isla will handle the moment, and obviously Serena, we know she can handle the biggest moments, and Isla has probably not been on such a big stage with such a big... Uh, so much pressure, such yeah. a big moment. Yes, that. and she's never been past the third round at the U.S. Open. I mean, right. Serena's 19-1 in the third round, so throw out all the other stuff. Yeah, the, the, just to put a bow on this, the last thing I will say from my experience is I t talked about what Isla has to do, right, to rise to the occasion. I can tell you firsthand from Pete and from Roger, my history with them is those type of players like Serena, in these moments, their level's going to rise mm, and right. because this is what motivates them to play, this possibility of doing something exceptional. And because they've been there so many times, it seems more normal to them. So I will not be surprised if Serena plays a tremendous match and she plays better as the tournament goes on. We talked earlier in the show about how transcendent Serena is and bringing in an audience that maybe hasn't watched tennis before. What are you hearing about the secondary ticket market, John, and, and what prices are like to see Serena tonight. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is keep in mind, too. I mean, A, a it's Serena, B, it's, it's Labor Day weekend, it's Friday night, it's New York. I mean, you can get marginal tickets, and they won't, uh, you, you can't get in for under $1,000. So wow. this has been a, a bonanza for the secondary ticket market. Uh, we talked about the TV ratings. We've talked about attendance. Again, my big thing is great. Now figure out a way to translate that into longtime tennis players. I heard Caroline Wozniacki, our, our Tennis Channel teammate, say the other night she texted Serena congratulations on her second-round win, and she wrote back, I've got five more matches to go. That's if that response. tells you the mindset, right? That's what you want. That's what you want from Serena Williams. The last dance continues tonight. Will she rock that cape again? Will they play the Oprah montage? Another chance to witness the Queen of Queens. Back to Talk Americans next. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back. 
Where, where's everybody? We're, we're, in. we're less than an hour away from first ball. Nobody's working out in the fitness area. This is actually surprising. Usually it's packed it's, with Yeah, players. it looks like a Berlin disco or something. <laughs> Where is everyone? Are they eating? When the are they sleeping? I don't know. Coco's coming in. Her parents, Candy Corey, behind them. Great family. Facing Madison Keys, third round today. Got That's the headphones on. Fun. Yeah. I see that one. I like those bags, the pink. Oh, look, she just walked right around the way. That's what the <laughs> players do. Wait, do the players don't have to go through security. Wow. Okay. Evian Americans in action today. J.J. Wolf, big test against Nick Kyrgios. Tommy Paul facing Casper Root. Shelby against Ola Jabur. Ali Risk taking on Wong Ji-Yu. And, of course, the queen herself, Serena Williams, at night against Isla Tamjanovic. And we had a lot of Evian Americans in action yesterday as well. Jensen Brooksby having a great tournament so far, and he had one of the upsets of the day yesterday. Taking on Borna Choric, of course, coming off that win in Cincinnati. Paul, the 21-year-old, just played bigger on the big points. I'll tell you what, Jensen Brooksby is so awkward to play. He knows exactly what to do with the tennis IQ. We always talk about that. Comes in when he needs to, uses the two-hander. How about here, just uh, trying to figure out ways to attack the chore and serve. But he got off to such a good start that relieved some of the pressure. This tiebreak for me was the match. George needed to win it, and uh, he was not able to play great tennis at the big moments in the tiebreak. And after that second set was over, the American really put his foot down, started to dictate play. Great reads, terrific little flick blob here but just knows what to do in big moments. People keep talking about his serve as a weakness. Yep, it's a weakness, but all he does is win. Yeah, save 14 of 15 break points. Converted four of his own. He won the last five games back in the third round. He'll look to upset Carlos Alcaraz next. Jeannie, you're on a roll with your upset she picks. did it again. Took Binak, Brandon Nakashima over Grigor Dimitrov. How'd he do it? He was cool, calm, and collected today. I'm also going to go out on a limb and say he has one of the best backhands out there. He is so solid from the baseline. He was my uh, world team tennis teammate a couple years ago, and his forehand would sometimes break down under pressure, and that's something I think he has actually improved a lot. He was uh, controlling the point, big forehand right there, and even Grigor, like, not sure what to do with that. Um, but he is just so solid from the baseline. It's like a wall that you're trying to break down. And you can't. And here he is stepping into his backhand. That is backhand. <laughs> Beautiful stuff from, from Nakashima. And so he's just so mentally level-headed. He doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. Um, he, he stays, like, even keel with his emotions. And I think that uh, helps him through his matches. Into the third round for the first time here at the U.S. Open. At 32 winners, saved all five break points. He gets Yannick Sinner next. Talk about a couple youngsters that are pretty strong mentally. Uh, we saw Jesse Pagula in doubles earlier in the show. She had a busy day, John, taking on Alexandra Sasnovich for the first time. Yeah, I'm just going to pinch with what you said about your previous highlight. There's a lot of good decision-making, not too high or too low. There's a lot of versatility and professionalism and anticipation. This is just a player who has learned how to win matches, and you won't see anything on the stat sheet that will jump out at you, and you're not going to see crazy highlights. I mean, this is just good, solid percentage-based tennis. This was her 33rd win of the season. She's the AC. She's the highest-ranked American, and winning begets winning. She just knows what to do on the tennis court, and she hasn't won a title this year. I don't know if she's got seven matches in her, but boy, is she solid. Also playing mixed doubles with Austin Krajicek. Yeah. Since she's been injured for three or four years, wants to play as much as she can. Other American scores. 
Chris Eubanks going down. How about Maddie Keys and her boyfriend Bjorn Fertangelo picking up a nice win in mixed doubles. Oh, Lauren Davis. Yeah, Lauren Davis. Davis. Big win. 7-6 in the third against Alexandrova. And Sitsipas playing double still. I know it's his brother, but it's still a strange one for me. Good win for Eubanks and Shelton there. And Shelton. Yeah. Think, Top uh, loss for Chris and Singles. I, I think Sitsipas and Emma Raducanu have been doing clinics for the last three <laughs> days. And that's why they're, uh, they're still on the ground. Haley Baptiste, Whitney Osigwe as well. Uh, pretty. I mean, what's the dynamic with, with Maddie Keys, Bjorn Fortangelo playing playing mixed together? Again, maybe it's the, the my curios theory, right? Maybe it makes Maddie happy and and also gives Bjorn uh, a little bit of uh, cabbage to put in the pockets, mm-hmm. you know, and, and pay a few bills. <laughs> Take her out to dinner. Yeah, and, and but I think maybe it makes. Um, you know, happiness. And I think for a lot of these players, we talk about the chaos of the U.S. Open. And and so sometimes happiness yeah, or lack yeah. thereof can be problematic. And maybe that's one of the one of the tools that Maddie's using. And I think I'm for sure that's a, that's a help for Nick Kyrgios. And I will not try to say Kyrgios and Kokonakis again. Oh, but, good job. Yeah. We but, knocked but that out I think, of the park. Look, I think happiness drives it, a good, good state of mind. And uh, look, Bjorn can play. Yeah, and he can course. play. And uh, not sure about the relationship dynamic. I'm not sure. Is that good? I love it. I want all tennis couples to play mixed doubles together. I think it will really show if they can make it or not because how do they deal with adversity? How do they deal with maybe their partner not? Honey, that was a terrible shot. No, no, good shot. Good shot. I think it's so cute. I think they should all do it. You left your dishes in the sink unwashed, and now you're getting on me for serving wide to the deuce court. And now you just double faulted. <laughs> exactly. We're going to talk about this later. I, I can't wait for Netflix series to come out with Isla and Mateo because they followed them beginning of the year. Just saying. Awkward. Right? Awkward moment. All right. A little bit. All right. Still to come, Prakash Worldwide going head-to-head with My Tennis Life. Speaking of Isla Tomjanovic. Back on TC Live, a reminder to enter the Matchpoint Predictor game from Tennis Channel. Answer questions about the action in Flushing Meadows and earn a shot to win the grand prize trip to next year's U.S. Open. To sign up, go to tennis.com slash play. Here are the questions that you need to answer. Who will be the men's champ? Who will be the women's champ? We're down to just 32 on either side, so you've got a better chance right now to answer those. Jeannie Bouchard has already answered a couple of these questions, and, well, we are going to pose one more to you, Jeannie. Number two, who's going to win on the women's side? Who's going to be the women's champ? So at the beginning of the week, I said Halep, which obviously was uh, not a great pick. So I'm going to go with a risky choice of the number one seed, Shiatek. I think she's played so solid and she's looked so confident and effortless in her first couple rounds. I also believe that she's under the radar a little bit because of all the attention on Serena. Mm. So I think that is helpful for a number one trying to win a Grand Slam title. And, um, you know, she can sneak through that draw. She's got Lauren Davis next, but why is a top seed you know, uh, a risky pick. Oh, I was, uh, that was my attempt at sarcasm, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I guess no one got it. It's, it's okay. so early in the morning, Jeannie. I didn't even understand your sarcasm. Day gonna, five together. <laughs> Garbina Muguruza, the only player to defeat both Venus and Serena Williams in a major final. Here's what she had to say about Serena. Well, I think to the women's game... She meant the change, the change of uh, an era. And I think she is the best player of all time, no matter the Grand Slam, whatever that is. I think that she has proved that over the years she has been the most 
consistent and strong player. And I think personally to me, she meant a lot. It's been something very important. I started playing tennis in a very difficult condition in South America and, you know, nobody would have thought that I would make it that far. And I remember my mom telling me always, oh, look at these sisters. They did it. You can do it like them. And so that really helped me. Awesome to hear. We will be celebrating Serena all tournament long with our tennis honor series. Next up, we set you up for the top of the highlights, interviews, match previews, and much, much more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jeannie, John, Paul, Steve back on TC Live presented by Evian. Reminder to download the U.S. Open app to follow your favorite players, track the latest scores, stats, match highlights, player news, and more available in the App Store and Google Play Store. Time now to get caught up on Thursday's action, and we start with one of four men who can get to number one in the world in New York. The 19-year-old Carlos Alcaraz would be the youngest in ATP history to do that, Jeannie, and he continued to play beyond his years against Federico Correa. He looks so confident and effortless in this match. We started off with some tricky shade, and uh, but he was just powered through. What I love about Alcaraz is how athletic he is. He, in that first point, we saw him run around a forehand. He was basically in the green of the court on the other side of the court to, to hit a huge forehand winner. So he's so fun to watch all over the court. Unbelievable. How tough is that shot? I don't think I could do that shot. Uh, Correa here trying to, you know, control the point with his forehand out of the middle of the court, but Alcaraz just taking away that tactic completely backhand down the line so fun to watch him play just amazing 42 winners he actually came to net 46 times won 80 percent of those points gets a big hug tied for the tour lead with 46 wins this year from Carlitos to Rafael Nadal he can clinch the first spot in the year-end finals with a win over Fabio Fonini it was a slow start for the 22-time major champ, Paul. Yeah, it sure was. And Rafa has uh, one of the best minds about letting things go. That's exactly what he did. We talk about narrow margins for playing uh, against great players. Look at all of the tape. I don't even know how he holds his racket. There's such narrow margins against Rafa. He got down a break twice in the second. Fonini's up 6-2-1-0, then 6-2-4-2. But what does Rafa do after that? Gets the crowd into it, brings the emotion up, gets a little bit more offensive, gets that second set, steals it, and the momentum started to go his way. Even on the defense, finding ways to stay in neutral and look at him on the run, a little high, deep lob. And what do we do here? Say hello to my little friend, huh? Just smacks it down the line. Rafa just continues to wield that racket like a magic wand. But on that point, wasn't such a magic wand. That is a huge ouch. Folks, do not do this at home. Usually with great racket control, look at the bounce right into the schnoz. That has got... 
Mm. I don't even want to you see think that it's broken? again. Huh? No. I don't know. It was, it was bleeding. I don't think it was broken. Yeah, you can see it really rattled, Rafa. Look at the scoreline after that. I mean, <laughs> once again, all that matters is the next point. Fonini played a great first set and a half. Rafa, too good. Bloodied, but not beaten. Tennis is a lot about moments, you know, and uh, uh, the most important thing in this game is when you are playing bad and or when the opponent is playing too good, uh, don't be too far on the score. I stayed there. I was positive. I didn't, well, even if the disaster was huge, I was not too frustrated, you know, just accepting the situation and stay humble enough that uh, don't consider myself that too good to not accept a lot of mistakes. Love that answer. Just a flesh wound. It was still bleeding there in the uh, post-match press conference. Taking a look at the draw. Nobody beats Richard Gasquet 18 times in a row, right? <laughs> Rafa, 17-0 head-to-head against the Frenchman. Their history dates back to when they were like 10 Junior. years old. They're born within a couple of weeks of each other. Yeah. Uh, Rafa's gotten the heat. Gasquet actually won that 10 year old That's match. Right. That's a YouTube favorite. <laughs> That's the but, last time uh, he won. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, I don't think he's gotten the it only since. time. <laughs> uh, thick, thick, it's actually an MMA fighter, UFC fighter, Rafael Natal. That's what, uh, yeah, that's, that's what Rafa looked like <laughs> with the skin tone band aid. He'll be okay. Oh, have you ever hurt yourself like that on a tennis court? No, I've served into my shin before. Oh. I think everyone yeah. has experienced that more as a, a younger player, as a kid. But I've never smacked myself in the face. That looked painful. He said he was dizzy. Um, he was bleeding through his Band-Aid for hours after. But he's so strong mentally, he didn't let it phase him at all. It's, it's amazing. Barely lost a point after that. That was wild, Paul. That's yeah, wild. no, I, I remember the one-handed backhand that I had that wasn't very good. But going with the backhand with the butt cap into the right knee. That was a fun ah, one. That's I've done a, a backhand into the knee before, yeah. too. <laughs> That's good. good I fun. hit myself in the lip once. It was literally two years ago. It was, really? it was right before the French Open. You shouldn't have admitted yeah. that was yeah. two years ago. No, I mean, it's, you we know. We digress. I'm, I'm not the professional up here, Jeannie. Uh, on the women's side, John, th this was your upset pick. Sloane Stevens and Igor Sviantek. What, what went wrong? Yeah, I think uh, Eagle Eye Jeannie Bouchard noticed Sloane Stevens had a bit of a hand injury. Maybe that had something to do with this. You see, this is that first match. You see the shadow, not a ton of rhythm. Um, I thought this would be at least close. It was not close. This was all Iga. A couple of breaks in uh, in both sets. Um, not Sloane Stevens's best performance on this court. First time Iga had ever played on Arthur Ashe Stadium. And she's, you know, she's the number one seed. This is the Serena Show Tournament. She's just kind of gliding through. And uh, this could have been tricky. It was not tricky at all. This was comprehensive. And uh, number one seed rolls on. Third round for the third straight year. Then we've got American Danielle Collins backing up her win over Naomi Osaka. Jeannie raced out to an early lead in this one. Yes, Danielle has said that she is not concerned by her lack of match play recently. She pulled out of all the hardcore events before coming into this tournament. And seeing her play last night, I totally agree. She was so solid. She was plus 11, 28 winners to 17 unforced errors. In the second set, Buxa did make a push. She used a little more variety to throw Collins off. But overall, Collins is just a bigger hitter and is able to balance that with consistency. And it was just so hard for her opponent to even have a chance at anything. Danielle said defense. she's had some of her best results coming into tournaments actually without the warm-up event. So this could be another one of those. Gets Alize Cornet next. Rematch from the quarterfinals in Australia this year that the Danimal went on to win. She got to the finals there. Uh, Paul, it was a big doubles day. In addition to the Williams sisters, Coco Goff, Jesse Pagula played on the grandstand against Leila Fernandez 
and Daria Seville. Yeah, this was a battle in golf and Pagula off to a good start here in the first set up at the net playing some terrific tennis. So much fun to watch Coco cruising the net and finding ways to finish points up there. Second set got tricky. Uh, Fernandez and Savile started playing some terrific tennis. Look at Coco, even with the great reflexes, can't get that. Split Sessa went off to the third. And for those eagle eye uh, uh, watchers out there that look for the highlights, we are not privy to everything that happens. We're at the mercy of some of the highlights that we get. We missed a very important moment here where there was a, a let called, not called, that was very controversial at the end. And what happened was... Uh, Coco and Jesse lost the match. Jesse lost her pool. Uh, Daria caused, uh, called a let, which a player's not allowed to do. I believe it was at 6-6. And then uh, there was a little bit of a controversy there. Controversy. controversy there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry big controversy. Could, sorry we couldn't get all that highlight for you folks. We get that from the tournament itself, so we couldn't pick it out. But it was a great match and a tough loss. That was a great explanation, Paul. As far as I know. No video. Paul Anacone rules. Uh, Anjabur, she rules as well. The Minister of Happiness walking in to Billie Jean King National we Park. We haven't talked about her very much, guys. Under the radar. Yeah. Taking on Shelby Rogers today. We'll talk about her. We'll also talk about Coco Golf. Big singles match against Madison Keys today. A lot to break down when TC Live comes back. Anacone and Bouchard, Wertheim Weissman, back on TC Live at the U.S. Open, presented by Evian. Coverage of the U.S. Open begins every morning. It's our two-hour pregame show at 9 a.m. Eastern. ESPN carries the day session at noon, and they move the night session to the main channel, 7 Eastern, for Serena tonight. Three-time finalist Victoria Azarenka of Belarus playing Ukrainian Marta Kostyuk. John Kostyuk said she texted Vika on Wednesday to say she would not shake her hand after the match because of the war. We talked about this yesterday. Yeah, we, we said sort of jokingly we're here for the handshake, and uh, there, there wasn't a handshake. But there was a fairly one-sided tennis match. Vika, three-time finalist at this event, and after a rough go of it in Cincinnati, has really looked good in, uh, in the U.S. Open so far. Not a lot of trouble in terms of the tennis yesterday, but it was afterwards. This is match point, and here's Kostyuk as we watch this racket tap. We had a great match. Don't get me wrong. She's a great competitor. I respect her as an athlete, but that has nothing to do with her as a human being. So a lot of backstory here. Um, you see the non-handshake, and we probably haven't heard the last of this. Yeah, Azarenka, she said she's here to try and help. Uh, big foe, a little under the radar on the men's side. We'll have six American men remaining, Paul. And Francis Tiafo. how about another business-like performance against Jason Kubler? Yeah, and talk about a guy that likes the big show and the night matches at the U.S. Open. This man loves it. Good first set. Again, the second set. This was tight, though, Steve. There was not much between them. A couple of tie breaks. Uh, and 7-5 uh, set in the middle. But Francis was solid. Played a really buttoned-up match. Just a couple little hiccups against a dangerous player. Kubler's got some talent, can create problems. But Francis has fun at night in New York. Another good W for him. Into the third round for the third straight year. 47 winners, 15 aces. He's got Diego Schwartzman next, mm. John. Uh, what do you think? Is, is this Francis's year to, to get to a quarterfinal, semifinal here? I think this is another one of these players who does not mind the Serena show during week one. Francis just taking care of business. He feeds off the crowd's energy. I think he's got a real chance against Diego Schwartzman. It hasn't been a great year for him, but he can be so good. I think once he gets going, this could be a really big tournament for him.
All right, let's break down some matches coming up today. The big All-American battle, Madison Keys, Coco Golf. Jeannie, I I'm curious what it's like to play an up-and-coming younger star from your country. If I could explain it in one word, I would say weird. Because <laughs> you can, when I, in my experience, when I've played Bianca or Layla, um, I've never played Layla, but actually I did an exhibition in Charleston. But it's a weird thought to think about them, like, watching you when they were a kid. Mm. And you're kind of, like, part of your inspiration or part of the reason you're here, not really, but, like, they kind of looked up to you and things like that. So it's kind of this odd feeling of a changing of the guard. Um, that being said, if Madison does feel pressure playing Goff, who is younger than her, I think it would affect her more than the average player because of her high-risk game. She doesn't have a game where she can get into a match and kind of rally her way into it. She's really more, like hit or miss and so if she's feeling nerves and tension I feel like that could make her strokes go off a little bit so uh, if she's feeling that it could affect her. Yeah, you know, the racket comes out of your hand when you play Madison Keys. Coco one of the best defenders out there a great mover she absorbs pace well so for me can Madison's shot produ production and also shot selection hold up under pressure. Those are the two questions that we're going to see if going to be answered today. Right. And, you know, I, you know Madison Keys is not a glutton for attention, but, but there is this little subtext of, wait a second, I was supposed to be the one on the cover of the New York Times magazine, and you're sort of the, the new thing. Are people writing me off? So, so there is some history here. You know, I mean, Madison, she's been to the final of this event. She's beaten Coco before. I think this is a really interesting, just X's and O's, I think this is a really interesting offense-defense tennis match. But there is this larger subtext, especially with, with Serena now sort of abdicating the throne. There, there is a lot below the surface here. All right. Another American in action today, Tommy Paul, taking on Casper Rude. And Tommy Paul in the majors, I mean, he's had his best year yet and doing even more so. Our New Balance major player resume, Paul. Back-to-back uh, -back five set wins for Tommy Paul here at the U.S. Open. 0-2 against the top ten, so looking for his first one. Tommy Paul will win this match if what, Paul? He wins the last point. Mm, yes, that he's is. Gotta uh, find, he's got to find ways to get obvious. to the net. He's got to find ways to get to the net. He's got to figure out how to rush Casper Rude. And I still can't believe you didn't use your Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Rudd. Yeah, Rudd. That was yeah, it was good. But he's got to find <laughs> ways. If he can get into the net and break the rhythm of Casper Rude and try to take some time away, he's got a very good chance. And I'm sure Brad Stein's uh, speaking those words of wisdom to him uh, now or very shortly. Neither player's been past the third round here. Who do you think needs this more, Jeannie? I think it would be great for Tommy because he's an American who also is probably flying under the radar a little bit with Serena. It's like Serena's actually doing a service to all her fellow Americans by <laughs> taking all of the attention, right. and then they can just quietly go about their business. Um, yeah, it would be time for him to have a great showing at the American Slam. I think Tommy Paul's maybe the maybe, uh, Jump ahead. This, this would be my upset pick. I think, <laughs> I, I think Tommy Paul's got a real... Chance here. These two have had some close matches previously. Casper Ruud has already been to the final of a major. That was a much different major on a different surface. The, the slow court maybe works to Ruud's benefit. I think Tommy Paul and his athleticism, I, I think he comes through today. Franco Herrero has Tommy in the best shape of his life. So I think two, two five-setters. TP is going to be ready right. to go. Uh, we've got the Minister of Happiness taking on Sunshine Shelby. So I guarantee there will be a hug at the end of this one. But who's going to be happier at the end, John? I think the minister. What, what did, uh, <laughs> she, did you see this? She ran into Seal and he said, oh, he said, I know you. You're the sneaky one. And Anstra Boer, <laughs> we're talking about Anstra Boer, of course. And uh, Anz loved hearing that. Sneaky is a compliment to her as well. It should be. I mean, Shelby Rogers beat the number one player in the world at the U.S. Open last year. That was Ash Barty. Shelby plays well at these big events. 
I think Anstra Board, though, is somewhat yet another added to the list of players benefiting from the, uh, the from the Serena shadow. Yeah, I think Shelby can power through Ons, but it depends if Ons will throw her off with her variety and her spin. Uh, Ons can probably get under her skin uh, with her style of play, and uh, it's just whether Shelby will be able to handle that, be patient enough to mm. wait for the right ball, have good shot selection, and then go for her big shots. Yeah, yeah, for me, it's just about the great skills of Jabur, right? How, how good is she going to be as her uh, typical self, which is a great rhythm breaker? You know, Shelby hits that ball so powerfully, she can take the racket out of your hand, too. So Shelby's got to get the first strike in, and she's got to make sure that Jabur isn't stationary. It's much more difficult to break rhythm when you're moving laterally or north-south. So for Shelby, first strike, and uh, you dictate play. Algebra 10 and 1 against Americans this year. John gave you a little upset prediction, but we we're actually flipping the script today. We're going positive. Yeah. Guaranteed winners, I not upsets. The pro oh, guaranteed, the guaranteed winners winner. coming up later in the show. Either way. TC Live at the U.S. Open, presented by Evian. We'll be right back. Cadillac player arrivals. Who's coming in now? Carolina Pliskova. That's green. She looks happy and relaxed. Well, Jez Green sighting. Yeah, Jez is working with her, yeah. helping her for a bit. Strength. Gonna be in good shape. Yep. Gets Belinda Bencic. And once again, doesn't have to go through the metal detector. Players are just free. Uh, a quick Des Craft check, but uh, then we've got. Petra Kvitova. Where are the uh, where are the Angelina's pastries? Yeah, yeah no pastries. That's right. Well, she got a walkover yesterday, so maybe she thought she didn't burn enough calories to deserve. Oh, I thought you were going to say maybe she ate them all because she got to <laughs> play a tennis match. Th I think she needed to take a day off. <laughs> right now on Tennis.com, Steve Tigner, as always, his three to see here on day five of the U.S. Open. David Kane with more of the undertones between Victoria Azarenka and Marta Kostyuk and Joel Drucker saying farewell the great American Sam Query. Time now for our daily dose of Prakash Worldwide. On a beautiful rooftop here in the middle of Times Square for another episode of No Limit NYC with your boy, Prakash Worldwide. And we are going to be chatting with the beautiful, magnetic, and always charming Isla Tamjanovic. And we're going to talk about all the energy that New York City has to offer and the do's and don'ts of a first date, because some of y'all guys have been putting salt in the game. Here is to me having a great week in New York. I love and it. And you killing it as always. Yeah. Okay, let's cheers to that. Cheers to that. Beautiful, beautiful toast. Man, a lot of guys out there can, can get a little bit of a lesson on the do's and don'ts of a first date. So let's start with that. Before we even get to the first date, do's and don'ts asking a young lady out. Okay, so where did it go where a guy just walks up to a girl and is like, hey, I'd love to take you out to dinner. There's so many DMs, online dating sites, and no shade to that, right. but I just miss the interaction. Like, right. so, you, you can't send energy over a text No, and I'm big on it. energy. Like, if, right. if we vibe for like five minutes, right. I'll go to dinner with you. When you get to the date, it can get very tricky, because first of all, you know, some, uh, it's, it's too much cologne, don't know how to dress, are we, first date, is it, is it simple? I'm very big on being simple, but if I see you in really, really skinny jeans, and I feel like you're, <laughs> I feel like you're wearing skinny jeans right now. <laughs> He's a little snug. <laughs> At least He's a little a good kick. <laughs> 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 
I've seen a lot of girls who are like, oh no, you can't eat on a date. You got to eat before. Mm. You know, is it is it is it that way for girls? Or should it be different I've for guys? I've done a mistake where I like go with the salad, and then after I'm like, why do I should be myself? Because I'd order a burger. I think you should go with whatever you feel like literally eating in, in that the moment. moment. Yeah, because I don't want your fake order. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first date's done. Texting. Now, can you text? Right away? Um, you know what? I hate the games. I hate the games. Because... She quit school because of recess. She hates playing. <laughs> but I still play them. <laughs> oh, no. Red flags, green flags. Give me a couple of each. If you talk about your ex on a first date, like, that's... Why? For me, big green flag, they love dogs. Yeah, okay. Must that's that's big. If they also red flag if they don't like dogs. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Isla, that was great. Yeah, but you know, I feel like I've given you some really good tips for, you know, chivalry being a gentleman. So how about you like implement it? I mean our waitress is pretty cute. So Can we ask her? Say something nice, ask her. Show me what you got. Come on. You know, Darlene, I uh, I saw you walking away and I couldn't help notice that uh, you definitely hit the squat rack. <laughs> not like that. That's the... Oh, oh my God, what not like that. <laughs> that was a compliment! You deserve that. Hey guys, Ila Tomjanovic here and this is No Limit NYC. <laughs> I mean, that's my that's favorite one yet. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah, what do, do you agree with Isla's rules of dating? This was so good. I love how we did a dating segment. And yes, of course, a <laughs> guy has to be a gentleman, chivalrous. Um, I, I like her idea of not meeting online, but it's also become such the norm these days. And um, it would be hard for someone like her or I to like go down the street into the local bar and meet someone as well. So. Um, but, oh my God, great segment for Kosh. I don't know what, oh, That's so good. squat rack, like why? <laughs> so if Serena can find Isla's backhand and open up the court, I think the crowd will, oh no, 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 we're not talking about Isla. <laughs> All you gotta do is vibe for five Serena's minutes. Next up home. Vibe for five minutes That's and you get dinner. Uh, <laughs> I was just well. trying to figure out what, what they were drinking. I like the mixology yeah, right. going on. Mm. Like, Product Paul West Coast, PA, yeah, PA West Coast. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get back to wow. tennis. Really? I don't know. I don't want to talk there tennis anymore. Prakash, you better be careful, big boy. <laughs> she called out his skinny pants as well. Like, I appreciate that. Okay. Go, Isla. That was um, like product placement for pheromones or something. That was uh, <laughs> an interesting tennis segment. We no limit, did. John. No limit the, NYC. The drink in the face did not see that coming, Genie. That's part of my tennis right. life. That'll be on Isla Tomjanovic's My Tennis it. Life. That's why, we have the, that's why we have the caps of the bottles on. Okay. So Jeannie doesn't that's get angry good. with us. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, We showed Emma Raducanu coming on site earlier in the show, one of our Cadillac player arrivals. Now, she's not in the tournament anymore. She lost on Tuesday. So why is she there? Well, Andy Roddick, thank you, first of all, for watching the show. Sends me a quick text. Uh, Emma going to get paid to do a clinic somewhere. So that's, you know, players are, are stay on because there's a lot of money to be made. Maybe a, a sweet visit or... A lot of business happening. Right. A lot of our friends in New York doing business. He knows what's up. He knows what's going <laughs> <Exactly>. on. <laughs> it's a whole microeconomy that exists at the U.S. Open apart from the tennis. It pays to stay around. A reminder, the newly enhanced USOpenShop.org, the official shop for 2022 U.S. Open merchandise. Get U.S. Open gear for the entire family. Check out a variety of one-of-a-kind U.S. Open accessories. Visit USOpenShop.org today.
Five for five minutes. Get dinner with Isla. We'll be back with more. TC Live at the U.S. Open is brought to you in part by Cadillac. Be iconic. Back with our People Magazine stars in the stand. Speaking of iconic, Anna Wintour. Have you been to the Met Gala, Jeannie? I have not. It's on my bucket list. It's like goals. Goals of mine. <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's, hashtag goals. It's just goals. One day. I've but. been to a Mets game. <laughs> Paul, no. Paul, you need to leave right now, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> have you been, John? John's got like hey. low-key uh, one of those guys that would no. be there. There's uh, Adam Silver, big, big tennis fan, yep. NBA commissioner. You know, he met his wife. That's his wife, Maggie. They, they met at the Central Park dog run. He did not need five minutes with Prakash and drink no. thrown <laughs> in his face. No. This is a dignified man right here. Bro brother is a teaching pro in Florida, so Adam Silver really knows his tennis. Nice to see him out there. For more People Magazine stars in the stands, go to people.com. Play the tune, Scott. Yep. All right. Wartime stat of the day. There we go. It's like hurdle. I got it in the uh, in, in the second second. Um, so here we go. Stat of the day. We think about the U.S. Open being open this year. It actually has kind of been that way for the last decade. As much as we have dominance of big three. Look at this. At Wimbledon, over the last 20 years, only four players have won. The big three plus Andy Murray. At the U.S. Open, in half the time, we have almost double the champions. Seven mm. champions in 10 years, that's almost wide open. Why so is we'll, that? Uh, we'll see. Why is that? You know, I, the surface would be the obvious thing. I think it's because it's late in the year. Yes, and we've got some dinged up players, some absences. But, um, you know, we, we have three players who have won more than 60 majors on the men's side. That's a lot of majors. But the U.S. Open, things open up a little bit. Why do you think that is? I think it's a combination of everything. I do think it's partly the surface. The players who play well at Wimbledon, they just keep on, on rolling there. And I do think um, the slower hard courts of the U.S. Open, end of the year, and also the city, the stress mm. of the city. I think it Good gets point. to some players. We know some very high-level top players like Halep and Kvitova who just don't like that. And I think that can throw some people off their game more than we assume. That's a good call. The big three at the end of the year, last few years, I mean, we don't have all three of them there. So you've seen Dominic Team, you've seen Medvedev, you know, saw Marin Cilich one year come through. Taking a look at what's going down, Arthur Ashe Stadium on day five. Andy Murray won back in 2012, so he is part of that last 10 years, right? Taking on Matteo Berrettini. Cannot wait for Maddie Keys and Coco Golf. Serena and Isla Tamjanovic, and then Daniil Medvedev and Yibing Wu from China, first Chinese man to make the third round at the U.S. Open. We're going positive, Paul, today. Positive so instead Paul, of who's upset picks, that's so far 0-3 with my prediction. Uh, we're going guaranteed winners. So who's your guaranteed victor today? Uh, I'm going with Bibi. Andrescu. Andrescu is going to have a nice victory over Garcia. Okay. Oh, that's, wow. a, that's a out-of-the-limb upset no, pick. No, no, no. See, the, the upset pick was yesterday. This no, no, no. There's, that's a big pick. No, well, I think it's a good pick because she's going to make her hit a lot of extra balls and going to create some uh, just imbalance with variety and good competitive defensive skills. And I went with the upset pick because Jeannie set the tone. That's kind of – she exactly. said, can we make it upset but actually sure things? Who'd you pick? Sure upsets. I, I wanted to go with an upset because I've been winning this game so easily. Oh, she's, she's trying to be I nice wanted you guys to pick in. something a little more guaranteed, and I was going to go with an upset just to, ah, to mix it up, to go out on a limb. I'm going to go with Andy Murray. Ooh. Yes, I'm going with the big call. Just based purely on vibes. Isla was talking about vibes earlier, and I just I just You know the vibe. vibe. He's played well in his first two rounds. He's a previous champion, and uh, 
you know, I think he's on his up a little bit from his comeback. I think he's gaining a little bit of momentum. Ooh, it's kind of like a mini Serena comeback in Andy Murray. That's exactly. an interesting pick. How about the fact that b- both of these picks, though, upsets, right. but they're, they're former champions at the U.S. Open. Caroline Garcia yeah. has never been right. there. Right. You know, right. don't, 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 be, don't belittle my pick, Steve. <laughs> I'm just, just trying to get on the W side here. I've been getting smashed all week. So I got to get some confidence okay. somehow. Man, what I, do you, what I, you got, John? I, I thought guaranteed. I was going to be courageous and do the upset pick as also the guaranteed win. I will stick with Tommy Paul taking out number five, Casper Ruud. Uh, God, look, we've all kind of played the same. We could have said Med- Medvedev, <laughs> the former champion. Yeah, I mean, but I, I think we're trying – I think we were kind of – Jeannie and I were really organically trying to do the right thing. And I'm told. I'm just courageous. Uh, well, no, just, I'm told you wanted to go way out of limb and pick Medvedev. No, and then I said, you know what? No, I heard you got I to get talked off the I am a man of courage ledge. and conviction, <laughs> you know? and I'm going with Tommy Paul. But, uh, yeah, if I met Medvedev. He should pick Medvedev. I mean, he get on the scoreboard. I just, I think. Get on the board. That. You need some confidence. I didn't confidence. want to jinx him. I'm, I'm going to go with everybody here and just pick Serena. Because oh, technically, like that's an upset. But I'm going to guarantee okay, Serena who, Williams. Who thinks Serena's not going to win tonight? <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> Serena's got all yeah. of our votes. Yep. Low Isla's game, I just the, think she's going to struggle tonight. Right. The fates Great. have written the script. I feel like this is going to accelerate. Yep. How, how far is this going to go? I don't want to get too ahead of myself, as tennis players are always told to think one match at a time. There you go. (laughs) Thank you, Paul. Paul, the coach, coming in here. Um, Serena, look, I don't want to – I just think – I'm just focused on tonight. I think she can do it tonight. I think she still has that before the pressure can start getting to her. And then we've got Sunday night session. I mean, this thing is just going, 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 building. Day or night if she wins. I think you stay That's a night. Good question. Labor, Labor Day weekend? You know Sunday what? Day? I, I think Serena's calling the shots on that one. She'll play whenever and wherever. She says 11 a.m. on court 72. They'll accommodate her. <laughs> 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 All right. Cannot wait for day five to get underway. As always, TC Live at the U.S. Open presented by Evian every morning. Catch us here at 9 a.m. Eastern for Paul, John, and Jeannie and our entire team. I'm Steve Weissman. Thanks so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow morning.